Welcome to Real Estate Power Talk, hosted by Blake Hawkins and Jessica Holcomb. And our podcast is about all things real estate, retail, investing, marketing, anything that has to do with buying or selling real estate in today's day and age. And we share it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but mostly just our successes. This is a shortcut, folks. This is it. In today's episode, we decided we wanted to talk about salesmanship. Salesmanship, closing, selling, taking care of it. Persuading. Helping people. Helping people make decisions. All of it. Yes. Thought leaders. So, Blake, what is your number one salesmanship tip? Embrace. Embrace it. Embrace it? Embrace it. Okay. Everybody's a salesperson. If you embrace it, then that gives you confidence, right? Well, I, I mean, I don't know if it gives you confidence, but if you and just if you you embody it, okay. I'm a salesperson, and I'm ha- and I'm proud. I'm a proud salesperson. Okay. But everybody's a salesperson. You know, your your job as a salesperson is to move the transaction forward. Mm-hmm. Obviously, do it within ethical reasons, mm-hmm. but by any means necessary. True. You know. I mean, I don't know. Okay, I disagree because any means necessary. In ethical and ethically. Okay, (laughs) because there are people that do things all all things necessary, and it's not good. What I mean by all mean any means necessary. Something we just experienced with this with this deal we just did in spring. We're doing title title people work. You know. That's we're, true. We're, we're making phone calls that I shouldn't we be making. We are doing the title company's job. <laughs> what I mean by any, by any means We necessary. might as well open one. Right. And what I mean by, <laughs> by and we, we will. What I mean by that is if you got to make a call that's not your call, you make the call. If you got to go knock on the door, that's fine. If you got to drive to Dayton and deliver papers, you, you drive to Dayton, you deliver papers. Yeah. That's what I mean by that. You, it doesn't mean being unethical or, or doing the wrong thing. As a salesperson, you, you... Well, I think that's more about like bending over backwards. You know, yeah, you be, like you you're be, gonna do you, everything you, you can. Be, you want to be able to bend to the to the to the transaction, be able to move fluid, and you want to be able to get it done, and, and got to stay in the game. Yeah, um, you know, a salesman is is you know is is responsible for the whole deal. Yeah. Okay, that's your number one. Yep. Embody it. So embrace far, it. Yeah. Just embrace. That's it. That's number one. Embrace it. Number one is embody it. Embrace it. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think my number one salesmanship tip is confidence. If you don't have confidence in what you're trying to sell or help somebody get, they're going to feel your energy. They're going to feel your hesitation. They're going to feel that you don't even believe in what you're doing. And then they're not going to believe in it. So how can they, how can you help anyone? Mm. It's true. Right? It's very true. Like if you, if you go shopping and you're like, oh, I want to get... Uh, some new shoes, you know, and you go to the mall. And by the way, I'm going to do a shout out right now to Kelly at Dillard's. She is the best salesperson of shoes in this whole entire area. And I know all you girls out there listening know exactly who Kelly is. Go Kelly. You walk in to Dillard's and you're carrying bags of dresses because you have an event to go to. As soon as you walk up, Kelly is standing in front of you, appears out of nowhere, and she's like, oh, look, let me see your dress. Oh, you do you need some shoes for that dress? Oh, my God, I have the perfect pair. I'll be right back. She's gone. And then she comes back with five or six pairs of shoes that are perfect for the outfits that you have in your Dang. hand. You literally slip them on and off, and then you end up buying, like, all of them because you can't decide. And they're all gorgeous because she handpicked them out for Good you. Good job, Kelly. And then you go home and you're like, how did I just buy six pairs of shoes? I just wanted one. Mm. Like, that's Kelly. <laughs> She's Good job, amazing. Kelly. Keep She's at amazing. It. So um, I feel like her confidence, she knows what she's um, trying to help people find, which women's shoes. Hey, you know, I mean, obviously everyone could use another pair of shoes. It's not a necessity, but. You know, if she helps you see the value in another pair of shoes, then you're going to get it. You know? Yeah. I mean, she, she's embodied, embraced being a salesperson. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I would, I would say my number one tip is confidence. Okay. For sure. You it's know? Good. It's good. Got to be confident. You got to be certain. Certainty. 
I heard this uh, yesterday. The most certain person wins. Okay. That's cool. Well, I don't know if it's wins, but you know, you know what I mean, right? It influences the the deal. The most certain person has probably the most what's the word? Not energy, but like confidence. They just have the most pull. Influence. 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 The the most certain person has the most influence. Mm-hmm. Certainty is everything. You got to be certain of what you're doing. Yeah. You're, there's gonna be there's gonna be times when you're uncertain, but but you got to have certainty. You can't let you can't let your your the person that you're trying to do your transaction with sell you on not doing it. Yeah. And that happens all the time. Yeah. You know you'll you'll be in a deal and they're trying to sell you on why they can't do the deal. They're not trying to be like that. They just have question marks in their brain. Yeah. And and uncertainty will create that. That's why I think certainty. In, in any business dealing is 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 priority that creates confidence you know when people have when people have certainty that that you know you say this and it's going to happen or or the deal is strong and you know whatever then it creates this sense of confidence and energy where, where people it's a momentum people start flowing with that momentum but the moment you you're wishy and we, we just dealt with this in spring mm-hmm. you know uh some of it was out of our out of our control but we fixed it. We got the deal done, and everyone's happy. And we played title company. And we played title company. I mean, we basically we should worked, work there. We, I mean, I want a commission from. We title. should get a commission. <laughs> I want. We should that title company to pay me, uh, you know, tomorrow when we close. I want you to know that this particular title company, this is a cash sale transaction. I've emailed them since this morning and asked them to tell me what time I, my client can sign tomorrow, and I still haven't heard back from them. It's yeah. a cash transaction. The communication's a little, it's a little slow. <laughs> it's just silly. I don't understand. I just don't understand. <laughs> Not, no one does. No one gets They already it. have the master statement worked up. When can we come yeah. autograph it? I think we just show up. You just show up. I mean, seriously, but whenever I go by there, no one's there. <laughs> no one's there. So <laughs> It's not even a real title I think company. they're about to close, maybe. Yeah, I think so, If too. I have anything to do with it. Yeah, so anyways, I'll, folks, tomorrow's the last deal. I'll help them close. <laughs> tomorrow's the last deal, and... <laughs> And then, uh, you know, that's it, folks. With new title company. And, you know, I'm, I'm usually very forgiving and give people grace. But when your job is to service a transaction and all parties are ready and you're not servicing the transaction, what do you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's mm-hmm. so crazy. So, anyways, what would be your number two tip on salesmanship? So, the first one was embody, embrace Okay. Your role as a salesperson. Yeah. Number two, proactive. Okay. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be the proactive person in all the dealings. You can never, ever, ever react. Once you're, yeah. Once you're reacting, you're done. You're done. You're you're moving backwards. That's you're, you're, true. You're going backwards. I I agree. And it's and it can be challenging, but you you have to initiate. Every move in the transaction, and if you feel like there's a there's a there's a point where you're stuck, then that means it's you, it's your responsibility to initiate the decision, and you can't leave that decision up to other people or other parties because they're not able to make that decision. That's not their responsibility, mm-hmm. and you have to make it for them. So, I think number one, embody, embrace. Number two, proactive. Yeah. Always be on the attack. Never be in retreat. Okay. So that's my number two tip. I like it. These are good tips, huh? You know, hustling and being proactive align with, I mean, that's like the same thing. Yeah. You know, and I feel like a lot of people are reactive in most situations. You know, um, they just kind of wait for somebody else to put the deal together or put the pieces together. But sometimes you have to be the one. Yes. You have to be the one to do it and yes. get it done. Yes. Otherwise, nothing happens. You it's know, it's true, and it's true. And I think everybody sometimes in a in a deal kind of thinks that if someone else is covering bases, right? And no, they're not. Right? <laughs> they're not covering they're not. bases, or they think they are, but they're not. But they're not. <laughs> and so I think I think that's where you know it's you know I've learned this lesson a lot, but but. Follow your gut. Follow your 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 instinct, your intuition. 
you know, uh, yeah. Sunday night. I called you Sunday night. I called you. I said, it ain't getting done. You have a good intuition. It ain't happening, folks. You go, no, no, no. Hey, I look for the good. <laughs> no, I know. She does. And and see, but sometimes that can get perceived as negative. Oh, Blake's being negative. Blake's being negative. <laughs> He's such a negative guy. No. No, that's called uh, gut. I did not. I did not think no, you were being I'm negative. Not, you weren't. You weren't. I'm just saying. I think that... You know, 99% of the time, the deal does happen and does go through. In this situation, we had a lot of left fields come oh, up. Oh, it was, it, was, it was crazy. We had a lot of left fields. We had a title company that picked up the file three days before the original close date. Yep. And so they didn't have title work to the mortgage company. The mortgage company finds out that they can't do it the way the file's set up. Right. But if they would have known that two weeks ago, we would have had time to fix it. So I'm going to just blame it on the title company. Well, <laughs> you know, it's a ripple effect. So there was there was a, there was variables out of our control. Um, and, but yeah. I, I just I, you know what I want to I want to get back to our little bullet points here. So number one, be proactive. I'm sorry. Number one, embody the role. Number two, be proactive. But number three, wait, wait for my number two. Okay. Give me a chance. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> It's his and hers perspective, mm-hmm. you know, not mm-hmm. his, his, his. Right, it's both. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> it's both. So, um, all right. So you say to be, what'd you say? Number one, embrace. Embrace. Embrace it. Embrace it. And then embody. embody it. And then be proactive. Be proactive. I say have confidence. Yes. If you don't have confidence and, and believe in what you're doing and how you're helping others, then maybe you shouldn't be selling that product, you know. Um, to me, selling homes is like everyone needs a home over their head. So I am very proud of what I do for people. I am so proud that I am able to help people have a roof over their head for their family, you know, buy and live in the home of their dreams that, you know, it's the American dream, man. You know, like people love their homes, you know, yeah, yeah. and I I love being a part of that process. It's exciting. You know, this goes back to the very first time I ever sold a home. It was just really, really exciting to watch people go through that process and plan it out and save all like all of their life savings is like going into this sale. And they're like, I, you know, get to build this home from the ground up and pick everything out. It was just, it's just really, really, really makes me happy, you know? And so my number two salesmanship skill uh, tip is going to be, you know, you have to have confidence and believe in what you're selling. And then you also need to accept the fact that you're helping people you're not selling. Mm. Because a lot of salespeople out there kind of have this negative connotation um, tied to being a salesperson, like the whole used car sales guy. And so then they kind of hold back and they don't make that final call and they don't close on the client, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like as long as you truly believe in what you're doing and know and own that you're helping somebody get what they want, um, the energy changes, it shifts. It's more of, you know, a service Instead of, I'm going to push a house down your throat. Mm. Yeah. Well, I I agree. I agree. Yeah, I I totally agree. And and, um, so you got the, so your first one's confidence. Yeah. Your second one is. Believe in what you're selling. Belief. Confidence and belief in what you're selling. Yeah. Belief in your product, belief in your service. And and understanding that you're helping. Right. Okay. So, and in my one, my first one was embody, embody the role. The second one, proactive. Are we gonna have to write these down so yeah, we don't we're forget? Gonna, we're gonna have to because we're making them up. Here, there's a whole we, bunch of we, pens right there. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> we're gonna make like a little meme from Let's all this. Let's make a list. Yeah. Because this is important. What's your number three? My number three. So first one, embody the role. Number two, be proactive. Attack, never retreat. Number three. Keep the big picture in mind. Okay. Keep the big picture in mind. Okay. Number three, be mercurial. Okay. You got to be mercurial. I want to be like... What I wanna, does that even mean? Okay. 
I saw your blog post and I was like, what does mercurial mean? Mercurial? <laughs> mercurial means this. You bend, you don't break. Uh-huh. You're flexible. You okay. move. You, 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 you're, you wiggle. You zig. You zag. You're up. You're down. Uh-huh. You can move to the you left. Wiggle. You can move to the right. Okay? Someone, you know, a deal goes this way, you go with it, and then you change it. Yeah, I see. It's like kung fu. Being adaptable. Adaptable, flexible, changeable. And people are like, oh my God, you don't want to... No, no, you do want to do that. Now, here's here's the thing, though. You keep your goals and the end result stable and strong. Right. But then everything else is so flexible. Yeah. Very bendable, malleable. You know what I mean? Okay. So number three, be mercurial. Be mercurial. I like it. It's so, not a word that you hear every day. Number one, embody the role. Number two, <laughs> proactive. Number three, be mercurial. Okay. And so be mercurial is the whole time during the deal, you're not going to feel like this, right? You're, there's going to be times during the deal you, you're going to want to jump off a bridge. It's yeah. okay. Well, Just I, don't do it. You know, here's the thing. Like I've always... And, you know, we had to have this talk, actually, in the deal that we're working on, is that a lot of times you go through a transaction and not things don't always go right. Like, mm. I had an agent call me today, and somebody, our buyer, well, our listing, the, the buyer just backed out randomly. And it, we're close to closing. Mm. So they're, they're losing their earnest money. They didn't really give us any good explanation. Anytime that their agent doesn't even know what's going on, they're like, I don't know why they're backing out. And, you know, the seller is crying, like literally crying on the phone because they already packed their whole house up. She quit her job. They were supposed to move to Colorado next week. And now we have to try to put their house back on the market and sell it again with boxes everywhere. And, and you know, they, it's just crazy so they're so stressed out that's tough you know so of course my agent's like shaking she's like i'm shaking i don't know what to do i'm like we're gonna put it back on the market and we're gonna sell to somebody else fast call all the people that were interested last time right now (laughs) and we're gonna have an open house and we're gonna sell it again and it'll be fine but you know when you're in that moment it's hard not to take on your client's emotions because it's stressful, it's emotional, and you are you want to be empathic. You want to like be there for your client, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, you have to let it roll down your back somewhat to where this is a business and we need to treat it like a business and we need to focus on a solution as fast as possible, yeah. you know? And kind of retreating and getting into that emotional space isn't really going to do you or your client any good because your client needs you to be the rock. Mm-hmm. Your client needs you to be the one that's going to hold the puzzle together. And then we're just going to put that puzzle together a little bit differently, you know? Right. And so I think maybe that's my number four now. Okay. Um, you know, um, I guess what would you call that? Like letting it roll down your back or being having thicker skin and, and being that rock for your client. Thick skin. I like being a rock. Being a rock. You know, rocks don't roll. Be a rock. <laughs> so your, your number four is be a rock. Rocks don't roll, man. Be a rock. No. You're going to be the one that's, that is going to be the solid solution finder for your client. Mm. And that's our role that we play. We want to guide them through this whole process as fast as smooth as possible. Yes. You know? So here's what we got. Embody the role, confidence, proactive, believe in the product and service. Be mercurial, accepting that you're helping, not selling. Mm-hmm. And your fourth is be a rock. Yeah. So. Because rocks don't roll. You know, my fourth is. Well, this is one of my things I always say. Speed plus skills <laughs> equal victory. Speed plus skills equal victory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Speed plus skills equal victory, folks. What does that mean? Number one, move fast. Yes. There is a such thing as deal fatigue. It does happen. People get burnt out. 
You start dragging things on, blah, 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 dragging it on through the mud. It's like, dude, everyone just wants to jump off a bridge. No, no, no. No bridge jumping. No bridge please. jumping. Okay. Don't do that. All right. <laughs> it's a disclaimer. Please don't. And don't blame us if you do. Um, skills. Skills. Simple stuff. Communication. Combine being able to move fast in a deal with a, a skill set of communication, and you're going to have victory. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I hate stagnation. I cannot stand stagnation at all. And so if, if I'm, you know, if I'm at a if I'm at a crossroads in a deal, and I feel like there's a there's a roadblock, it's hard for me to relax until it's solved. Yeah. I want to just—I mean, I want to just like That's burn through you're it, Mister Fix It. Yeah, I want to burn through it and just and 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 just get it done. I know, I know you do. And <laughs> and there's nothing else gonna distract. I can't. You. I like, can't even focus on anything else. No. Nope. That's it. That's all. It's like a, it's like a it's like a target. Like in my head, it's like all I can see is that. Yes. You know. And, I know this. And you know, and and I can't. I can't let it go, and that's why I was like, mm, "You need to work on that a little bit." <laughs> but, it, but, it's, but it's the thing is, it's 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 not a bad. It's not a bad it's thing. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not. I agree. It's not you a know? bad thing, you know. But you have to have. You still have to, you know, live your life because. And we were just talking about this. He's like, "Oh, you know, as soon as we get this these deals closed, I'll be so relieved." And I'm like, "Yeah, but then there's going to be some more." No, there will and be. And we more. all think this. We all think. Anytime there's a difficult puzzle that we're putting together in a transaction, that as soon as this one's done, all the rest are going to be easy. No. But it's not. No, no, it's no, no, not no, no. because no. every deal has something, and that's why people hire a real estate professional to help them, you know, because every deal has something that we need to protect our client's best interest, you know? There's always more. There's always going to be more. I expect more. I want more. I need more. What I mean is, is there's, there's a natural um, ebb and flow. Yeah. It's an ebb, it's a flow. It's a it's an influx, it's an outflux, right? So what I mean by relax, I, I just mean it, it's a it's a momentary relief to move on to the next one. Okay. You know? So I just thought of my next my next tip. Okay. Poise. I think that you need to have yourself under control at all times, ego included. When you're dealing with this amount of money and egos in a transaction and we're trying to get all the parties on the same page, um, if you don't have poise, if you don't have professionalism, if you don't have class, you can burn bridges in this industry really, really easy. Yeah, It's a very small world. So let's pretend that you're doing a deal with another uh, broker or agent. And let's say... That the other client is being a little crazy and they're asking for more and more and more. And you're kind of upset because you're like, how can they ask for more? But really at the end of the day, and I've just went over this with my team, is that, you know, it's not up to us. All we can do is give them the information and then the client gets to make their decision, you know. And if the client thinks it's fine to reduce the price $10,000 because the appraisal came in low, then the client can do that. It's their house, you know? But a lot of times people's egos get in the way and then they they get a little, you know, unpoised. Mm. <laughs> a little unpoised. They become Un- less rock-like. Unpoised. Less rock-like. And they might get a little snappy or snippy antsy, to the antsy. other agent. And I, I think that's a bad idea a because... Feisty. Yeah. Feisty they get a little... A little more mm. extra and they need to keep it to themselves battle keep it classy keep keep it professional because you never know um next week one of your clients might like one of their listings and then guess what when you submit your offer and it's a multiple offer situation guess whose offer is going to get put to the bottom of the pile and See so ya. then are you really giving your client good service are you looking at your beard yeah <laughs> I like it. I mean, I like, I like it. it too. Yeah, it looks, looks good, good on you. you. You wear a good beard. Thank you. I can't say that for everyone. No, it's not. It's a. It's not an everybody thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was looking at it. I was like, man, it looks pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not bad. But back to poise. Okay, poise. <laughs> back to poise talk. You gotta have poise, folks. Um, 
You got to be like a rock. Yeah. So what's Call yours? Me Chevy. What's your What's your perspective on poise? I, I agree. I think you. I think you got to remain professional, and you need to remain calm. And and if someone's slinging mud at you, you have to, you know, with a smile on your face, you got to be positive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's energy, right? Yeah. So, who's gonna win? Someone's bringing negative energy at you with their with their negativity. If they're throwing mud at you. The only way you beat that is positive energy. Mm-hmm. You can't beat negative with negative. Didn't we just talk about making our auras bigger? Got to make your aura, but you got to you got to get your aura wide, big and wide, and nobody affects us. Got to get that aura. Affect them. Got to get that aura just booming, gleaming. Shout out to Heather. Yeah, gleaming. Teaching me those aura secrets. Got that, I got that that gleaming aura. It's <laughs> burning bright, bright, light, full of positive yeah, energy. Just just you know. Just firing away on all the negativity. So, um, <laughs> okay. you, you know, you got to remain, you got to, the only way you, 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 you overcome a negative is with a positive. And so I agree with you. I think you got to remain poised. You got to remain professional. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it doesn't bother you. Yes, it's going to bother you probably. That's yeah. okay. That's fine. Keep it behind closed doors. But when you're dealing with them, remain calm. Mm-hmm. Because that comes back to big picture, you know. Keeping the big picture in mind and being mercurial, you mm-hmm. want to be able to just flow because you know that there's an end goal. You know that there's a bigger picture in mind. You're not getting lost in the details. You're not getting lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. And when you when you lose your poise, you forget the big picture, and now you're focused on a moment. Yeah. The one ticky tacky tiny little one minute of the whole day. It now becomes absolute gospel, and the whole world's coming to an end. There's hell in the handbasket. Simmer down. Simmer down, folks. You there, need to simmer down. It's one day, about one that. week of one life. <laughs> it's going to be okay. You know, just focus on the big picture. But so I agree with you being poised. Now, what's my number five? So here I got, here's what we got embody the role, confidence, proactive, believe in the product and service, be mercurial, accepting that you're helping and not selling. Speed plus skills equal victory. Be a rock. Okay? And then your fifth... Rocks don't roll. You're right. And your fifth is poise. Be poised. Keeping you know, your poise. Remain poised. So my fifth... Think of those days when you sold like five cars in one day. Don't think. Okay. Don't think. Action overcomes all challenges. Okay. Action. This goes back to your whole this, and I, I want to keep coming back to your whole gut, the whole gut feeling thing. You have to trust your gut. It's so you have to in 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 this game, in my opinion, in this whole salesmanship. When you start overthinking, you're done. It's true. You're done. You're done. You're 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 just because this is not science class, right? This is we're not doing algorithms, and we're not doing uh, overanalyzing. Trig- we're, yeah, we're not doing trigonometry. Action, action, action. That's what gets things done in this salesman, isn't it? In this, in this business, as a as a salesperson, your job is to move the deal to a close, forward, inch by inch, mile as by mile, as fast as possible. As fast as possible. So, my fifth is action overcomes all challenges, and okay. it's just it's very simple, and it's all kind of ties into following your gut. You know, and this this kind of goes into me. Like if I have a problem in front of me. I, I can I can only focus on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to just I want to just I want to get through it. I want to mm-hmm. get it done. I want to fix it. I want to solve it. I can't stand people that don't reply to text messages and and I'm like or get emails. it done. E- get it done. When we email a title company, email me back four man. times and ask them what time can we close on our cash sale. Let's get it done, man. <laughs> and just we close still it. we still don't know. Yeah, we don't still know. Still don't know. <laughs> Fine. You know, luckily we All have I know poise. Is you're open to eight to five. We're gonna figure it out. Luckily, we have poise, and we will never name names. No, ever. But you know, just know that we fight for our clients. That's right. Even through rough and tough title companies. And they're they're rough and they're tough and they're crude and they're rude. <laughs> Sometimes they are. Oh, they really are. You know and. So action overcomes all challenges. What does that mean? You have a you have a challenge. You, you gotta you gotta overcome it with. You gotta exert energy over it. And you gotta get through it. You know. I mean, these things happen. Well, the perfect example was um, we needed to schedule actually a courtesy closing in another location. Yes. 
So this location happens to be not so good, but we're like, I just was driving and I called Blake and I was like, hey, call the other location and set it up Mm. because I bet they have their act together over there and they'll schedule it. And sure enough, he texted me back and said it was scheduled right away. So that was really interesting. Action overcomes all challenges. Yeah. Same title company, different location. Absolutely. Handled it. I mean, (laughs) same title company, right? I mean, it's crazy. but And so that's what it is. You got to trust your gut, trust yourself, overcome it. You're you're stuck. You're you're in a place of the deal feels like it's 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 falling apart or it's slowing down. Take action, piece it together, move it forward, move it forward, move it forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, so let's go over them real quick. Our number ones, my number one is embody the roles. Your number two is have confidence. My number two is be proactive. Yours is belief in the product and service. Mm-hmm. Our number threes are mine is be mercurial. Yours is accepting that you're helping, not selling. Mm-hmm. My fourth is speed plus skills. Yours is be a rock. Mm-hmm. My fifth is action overcomes all challenges. Yours is poise. Okay. I like it. So it's good. Um, you know, so. Well, here's the thing. Okay. So I want to share a story that happened this weekend. I have a listing and no one on my team could do an open house this weekend. So I was like, I'm going to do the open house. And you know what else? I'm going to sell it. And that's exactly what I told myself when I left. I'm going to sell this house today. I hope people show up because I need to sell it to somebody. And so as soon as I got there, of course, the homeowner had the home looking gorgeous with all the lights on and it just is perfect. And so I made a Facebook Live video. Mm. Okay. So... I figured, okay, so if no one comes today, at least the people that watched the video came by digitally. (laughs) And hopefully I'll show them something on this video that they're going to love and get interested in the house, Mm -hmm. right? So I posted that and I think I had... 300 over 350 views, which means I had 350 people come to the open house. Actually, that's right. That's right. So I was doing my client justice by okay, I'm I'm getting your house in front of as many people as I can. Yep. On a that's Sunday being, afternoon, being proactive. So then the very first family walks in, and I was like, "Yes, this is it. I'm gonna sell this house to these people." So they come in, I greet them. I'm like, hey, how did you hear about the open house? They're like, well, actually we saw it on Har. We upped our price range a little bit and we, uh, the house popped up and we saw it and we wanted to come see it. And um, I was like, okay, well, do you have a home to sell? And they were like, yeah, we do. It's close by. Um, But we are trying to get over the fact of whether we should downsize, we should go from a two-story to a one-story. And they had two little ones with them. And so here's, here's the thing that immediate cl- immediately clicked for me. My clients told me the reason why they fell in love with this floor plan is because it's a one story with a game room. And so all of my agents' feedback whenever they would do open houses or we would get feedback is floor plan, floor plan, floor plan. It has wasted space. We don't know what to do with this space. So, of course, I knew that I needed to solve the extra room issue and create a solution for a family to where they could picture themselves living in the home, right? So I see two little kids. My clients told me they loved it because the kids can be watching their movies close by and they could be watching their other adult movies close by and they kind of, you know, they... they can keep a close eye on their kids, you know, and know what's going on with them. And so um, I told them that. I said, well, guess what? This family loves this house because their kids have a game room close by and they can watch their cartoons while the adults are watching, you know, appropriate shows close by and they can keep an eye on their kids. And both husband and wife like widened their eyes and had stars in them and they're like mm-hmm. nodding and they're like, yeah. Cast the vision. Okay. So then dreams, we start yeah. walking. I show them the kitchen. Of course, Selling the kitchen's dreams. amazing. The bathroom. Okay. So the hall bath has double sinks and then it has a door separating the shower and toilet with from the vanities. So I used to work in new home sales. Mm. So of course, new home sales, it's all about the floor plan. People are very picky when they're building new construction. 
the floor plan has to be perfect or they're not going to buy it. Right. So I always hear everybody's complaints. So of course I'm going to bring it up. This is the best bathroom scenario for two kids because they each have their own sink and they can brush their teeth in their own sink. And then if one's taking a shower, the other one can still be brushing their teeth outside. It's the perfect bathroom. And I even brought it up. I used to sell new construction. This is the bathroom that everybody wanted. Mm. And they were like, okay, check mark. We got the best bathroom. Best one. Guess what? That's salesmanship. That's selling. That's right. Right? You have to point it out. Mm. Not just open the door and be like, here's the bathroom. Isn't that nice? But here's what most people do. Isn't that double sink vanity nice? Sure, it's great. It's more about painting the picture of how that family is going to be living in that home. Yep. With their kids. That's right. So then I take them outside, and there's this amazing outdoor living area, Palapa, with, I mean, it's all set up with wiring and lights and speakers, and it's just like the coolest backyard ever. You know, so of course they love that. There was, I didn't even have to try to sell that. I mean, anybody would love that, you know? like Right. So um, then... We start walking back, and um, this particular family, of course, I knew they had a home to sell still. So I was like, well, I can't really say this about every seller, but this particular seller has a little bit of a flexible situation. And they had told me what neighborhood their house is that that they need to sell, so I knew that in this particular neighborhood their home's going to sell in a week. So I told them, look, we would be open to contingent offers. Let's just get it down on paper because the number one fear for sellers is timing. Mm. And she's like, yeah, we don't know how we're going to time it. Mm. And I was like, well, luckily this seller is in a flexible situation with the, with the seller that he wants to buy. So everybody can be mercurial. Yes, Yes, exactly. And so, uh, (laughs) I basically solved all of their problems all in one little conversation And then another family shows up, they leave, she comes back, she's like, we already got off the phone with our realtor, we're going to be calling you. And guess what? We got an offer, and it's under contract. So, I mean, but if I hadn't decided that I was going to sell the home today, that day. Action. It was more about mindset. So I think my next one is mindset. That's why I was sharing that story. So we're doing more? Yeah. Okay, Mindset. I mean, that's salesmanship, right? Like, you have to decide that you're going to do it. Mindset. So I decided. I Mm. set my mind and I was like, I'm going to sell this house today, whatever it takes, however I need to do it, however I need to paint the picture for someone that this is the best house that they could ever buy. I'm going to figure, I'll just try to figure it out. Okay. Let's go over these. Number one. Well, we already just went over them. Share your next one, and then we'll recap. All right. So here's my last one. I'm only doing six. This is this will oh. get out of control. We'll have a hundred of them here next thing. No, you know. no. Let's keep it simple. So number six. Okay. Here's it is right here. When when in doubt, get real. Okay. When in doubt, get real. Be authentic. What, nah, that, that term gets really overused. When in doubt, get real. And what I mean by that is when in doubt, when the deal gets a little cray cray for me what happens is is i I just you just kind of you kind of become you 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 get very like it's an intense sense of realism okay this is what it is we need to really get this we need to we need to hammer this out Mm -hmm. you know hey man here's here's the deal this is what's going on i screwed up i didn't screw up this guy screwed up he screwed up she screwed we all screwed up you know i want to get this done can we let's get this done you know, you you just get real, like no facade, no sell, no no closing te- hacks. You know, ooh, let me trick them with a left and a right. It's not about trick though. See, that's goes back to my like number two or three, where it's like accepting the fact that you're helping people. I have one more story. I used to work for the home builder, and I worked in the neighborhood of Brittany Lakes, and Brittany Lakes is. It was a really hot neighborhood. So we would have a lot, there was a lot of pent up demand for this community. So I had a list, a waiting list of over a hundred people that wanted to buy a house in Brittany Lakes, you know? And so 
So I work in this neighborhood. They There was pent-up demand. I ended up selling like 52 houses in three months. And so my managers decided to give me a partner because mm. they were like, oh, she can't handle any more sales. It's too much for her. You know, even though I was selling just fine, obviously. And so they gave me a partner and we were, we were in charge of selling the same neighborhood. And so I, w- I had an office up in the front by the, in the garage area. And then her office was like in the house, but I could still hear her working with her clients. Right. So one day she has a family. We had to take turns with people that came in to help them. So she has this family come in and they're like in there for hours, you know, and they were, they were like at our model for like three hours and they still weren't writing a contract. And I was like, what is happening? And I could hear them in there nodding their head and they're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That's good. You know? And then the salesperson would be like, all right, yeah, that's cool. But she never went for the clothes. And that's what I mean by closing. Like you have to move forward at some point. Otherwise people won't do anything. You have to ask for the sale. Correct. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I was, I remember just sitting in my office, like gritting my teeth and I'm like, oh my God, I would be writing a contract right now if they were in my office Mm -hmm. because they wanted the house, but she wasn't helping them get it. She was just sitting there like, okay, cool. That sounds good. I'm like, they're begging you to write the contract and she's, you aren't doing it. What's happening? You know, so sometimes I think people get in the way of their own sales because they're like, they don't want to ask for the sale, you know? I think that happens. That's why I said, when in doubt, get real. Okay. So we got six, uh, six rules or six, you know, six tips, six tips, six salesmanship tips. Absolutely. So let's go over them real quick. So we got uh, on number one, uh, you know, I have embodied the role. She has confidence. Number two, I have proact- uh, be proactive. She has belief in the product and service. Number three, be mercurial. Hers is accepting uh, that you're helping, not selling. Number four, mine is speed plus skills. Hers is be a rock. My, my fifth is action. Hers is poise. Mine sixth is when in doubt, get real. Hers is mindset. So there's a lot of good, a lot of good stuff here. I mean, you can actually inter- interchange these. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can use all of them. Honestly, double up. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think I think all these could be used at any time, and they're all they're all really really valid. You know? And sure. it, it is not that we're the only ones that ever said this. No. You know? But this is just our experience. Yeah, it's just it's just our our perspective on it. But uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. I think a good salesman is actually a good help man. <laughs> sure. You're there to help people get what they want, you know, and show them. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people come in and they don't know what they want. They tell you what they think they want, but then it's not really what they want. Mm. So sometimes you have to kind of listen to understand and maybe guide them and show them things that may work that they didn't even know would work. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, and be creative and help them be able to see a bigger picture. Just asking a lot of questions, you know, about like, what is your lifestyle going to be like? What do you enjoy? And how, like, for me, like if I have a family that comes in and or calls me and they're like, oh, well, our mother is going to be living with us in the future, Mm. then obviously I'm going to be okay, let's think ahead here, you know, how can we find them a place that they can grow into so they don't have to move every two years? Right. You know? Yeah, being, and that's being proactive. That's mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, that's thinking ahead. That's, you know, um, that's embodying the role. That's confidence. I mean, that's all of the above. It's just putting all the pieces together yeah. for the client because we do this every day, right? So for me, I mean, just keeping it business, focused on the end goal, Seeing what the end goal want is for the client, even if they right. don't, they sometimes they know, sometimes they don't know. Right. And then guiding them through as smooth as possible. I agree. I totally agree. 100%. Okay. Cool. I mean, there's so many tips in salesmanship. Thousands. I can think of like three more right now. Hundreds. Trillions. Like, <laughs> Millions of tips. Um, I think the biggest thing is to also be be engaged 
with the client. Mm. And, you know, because there's a lot of, of, I think they used to call it selling and telling. So, like, if you're trying to sell somebody whatever product or house or car or whatever, if you just go straight into, well, this has this, this has this, this has this, this has this, and you don't even know what your clients want yet, it's just going to go over their head and they're going to be like, they don't even care about me. They don't even care what I think. So why are they trying to sell me anything? You know? Right. So it's more about like, I think, asking a lot of questions too in the beginning so that you can understand what the client needs and how you can help them. Yeah, I think selling's an art. It's an art, you know. It's not a it's not a cold hard, you know, factual science. It's an art and you got to you you got to be able to 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 work with the person you're dealing with. Some now there are some people that don't want to hear any of that that crap. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear any of your little stories. They don't want to hear any of your well, the other day I helped Billy Bob. They don't care. They're bottom line oriented. Those people, you talk to them straight and hey, this is it. A B C D. And there's some people that want to talk about their puppy dogs and they want to talk about, you know, what you did last week. I love weekend. my puppy dog. Yeah, exactly. And then they want to hear <laughs> stories and they want to hear, you know, anecdotes and they want to hear this and they want to hear <laughs> anecdotes, painting a picture and then giving the dream and casting the vision. And <laughs> there's some people well, I that, will tell you, that love that stuff. No, no, no. I, I'm going to correct you on this one. Okay. Because all personality types still need a, a picture painted. It's just either going to be a very fast painting or it's going to be a very detailed painting. Okay. And here's my number six. When in doubt, get real. So, you know, what that means to me is basically when all else fails, you know, you're at the, you're at the, uh, the end of, uh, of a deal and you feel like there's nothing else that can be said or done. You just got to get rid of all the, all the pretense, everything, and, and just get real with the customer, get real with the client. And and just say, look, what do we got to do to get this deal done? I want to get the deal done. Um, you know, don't don't get bogged down or dwell on the uh, the other things that happen in the deal. Uh, remove everything, all like I said, all the all of it, and just get solidly real with the cl- uh, customer or the client, and uh, just get the deal done. Okay. So, being real is keeping the facts straight. Keeping everything on point, not dealing, letting people get all fluffy on you. <laughs> well, I mean, not not getting fluffy. I mean, just it's just getting real with you. I mean, like there's a point in time where, obviously, with salesmanship, you know, there's a little bit of you know, there's energy, there's enthusiasm, there's there's stories, there's 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 a way you are acting, and it, and you are acting. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a positive thing. But there is a place in time, and it's not always every deal. Actually, you don't want this to be in every deal. It's usually when things go sour, where you got to remove all the pretense, you got to remove all the hats, take off all that stuff has to be gone, and you just got to get real. Hey, man, listen, this sucks. Mm-hmm. This this sucks. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened with this deal. I want to get this deal done. Can, can we can we well, do this? With that deal that we just had, you know. Once you broke it down and got real with the client, he was he was like relieved and happy and very yeah. down to earth about it. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, he just wanted to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, um, you know, I think there's a lot of power with that for sure. And he didn't want to hear any lip service. No lip service. Zero. Nobody likes lip service. Well, no one does. But I think some people I think that some people want to be courted in a deal. No. But you lip know? service is is telling people what they want to hear, and it's not the truth. Okay, no, that I agree with that. But what I'm saying is, there is a place for enthusiasm. There is a place yeah, for you know course. vibrance and and being lively with a customer and a client. But then there are there is a time when you got to let that go, and you just say, "Look, dude, I'm not going to sit here and do acrobats for you, <laughs> you know, because you, you don't want to see it anyways." Okay, Look, this deal sucks. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. But hey, there's still a little bit of light in the tunnel. And guess what? We're never going to use that title company again. We won't. But you know, we, we got the, we got, <laughs> we got the deal done. We're closing on tomorrow. But you know, I think there's just a point in time where you just got to kind of just get real and be like, look, man, I wanted, I want to, I want to get this deal done. What do we got to do? Let's just, let's just get it done. Yeah. You know. 
So you have anything you want to add to that or any stories or anything? <laughs> well, I always have lots of stories. Okay. <laughs> but um, I guess, you know, I just think that salesmanship is a skill. I think it's something that you can develop over time um, with experience. You know, I think a lot of the tips and sales training out there on salesmanship are very formal, you know, and I think my best advice for for people new in the business or years in the business and they want to update their salesmanship to today's day and age is to always focus on learning, you know, always be learning, always be reading, listening to the latest and greatest on salesmanship, on the real estate market, on customer service, and then you're always going to stay ahead of the game, you know? But as soon as you, I saw a quote the other day that said, you know, the most expensive um, thing that can cost you in your business is we've always done it that way. Mm. And I thought that was so interesting because I was like, man, that's so true. If you keep doing what you've always done, it's almost like inflation, right? Like if you, a, a loaf of bread used to cost 10 cents, you know, and now it costs three bucks or two bucks, you know, and you don't do anything to change your income, then you're going to fall short. Right. That's right. It's the same thing as like learning about today's day and age and market and what people want, you know? Right. So you kind of have to sharpen your saw or stay in, at least stay present so that you can deliver mm. what today's market wants. That's good. It's true. That's very, very true. So anyway, well, what do you want to talk about next week? I don't know. I say I say let's you know, let's be mercurial. Okay. You know? <laughs> let's be mercurial. Be a little mercurial. You know what? Everyone who's listening, I, we would love to hear from you. We never hear from you. We don't even know if you're actually listening. No, no clue. So if you could just go to our Facebook page and like it and then comment. Post a comment, man. Get on Post our, a comment and, and get, tell us something. Yes, and get on our, our personal pages. Say, dude, I listen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Even if you don't like it, tell me you hate it. Tell me it sucks. Right. Just tell us something. Tell me anything, please. <laughs> and on iTunes, if you can subscribe and leave us a review, that would be amazing. We would appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, you guys have a great week, and we'll just finish this one up, and we'll come up with something great to talk about next week.